Hey, it's Danielle Laporte, and this is my podcast called With Love, Danielle, because with love. Essentially, it's a one-woman show about my explorations into self-realization. Every Thursday episode, I answer a Q&A, and those questions come from the audience, from listeners, people like yourself. You can go to daniellelaporte.com with love to submit your question. These are adult conversations, typically, FYI, and I'm sitting here in my living room recording them, so you are going to hear the sounds of my neighborhood in East Vancouver. Welcome with love. Hello, friends. It's Danielle. Who wants to talk about psychics, clairvoyance, mediums? Apparently, a lot of people because I've gotten different questions. If I use clairvoyance, am I into mediumship? Do I call on psychics? The answer is, maybe I shouldn't tell you the answer. I should wait (laughs) until the end. You'll probably be able to guess what my answer is. Let me tell you my perspective on what a psychic actually does. So I'll delineate here. So there are psychics who are seeing stuff in different dimensions, uh, usually future-oriented. And there are mediums. And sometimes they can be seeing things that may or may not happen in the future. I mean, everything in the future is a may or may not. Let's start with that universal truth. But a medium is more likely to be referring to having conversations with, contacting other non-embodied energies. So people who have crossed over to the other side who are no longer here in physical form. What I think is happening, and this is part of my own intuition, ironically, and part of my own esoteric research and what I have been taught by people I respect and consider to be real deal spiritual teachers, that many psychics, not all of them, Many of them are merely picking up on possibilities that are in your own energy field. So I'm just making this metaphor up on the fly here. It's as if they're opening your refrigerator to see what's inside. When really, you know, you could open the refrigerator yourself, although not of all of us are skilled to see what's inside the fridge, but they can see like, hey, on the shelf, you've got this kind of vegetable on. They're seeing things, they're seeing the trees in your forest, meaning the possibilities already exist in your, your own psychic orbit, let's say, and they are picking up on that. So they're not getting anything from some glorious dimension that you do not have access to. However, seeing what's existing as a potentiality in your own sphere, your own vibe, is a gift. And not everybody has that gift. But if we took a moment to be still, if we came from a place of realizing all those potentials are in a bowl that we are holding onto, we might be able to glimpse what could be around the corner. Emphasis, italicize, bold on could. Not will be, could be. So that brings us to timing. 
Well, more so, more specifically, that brings us to time. So when a clairvoyant offers predictions of timing, it's important to remember that astral time is not the same as earth time, right? It's it's a different dimension. <laughs> so at very best, and all good psychics will tell you this, at very best, timing forecasts are like 50-50. And only a really high-integrity psychic is going to say, you know, this is what I see, but chances are it's 50-50. Because usually, often, when we go to a psychic, I'll just speak for myself, there's this, oh my God, there's this craving and this desperation, you don't know what's happening. When is he coming? Is that coming through? Are they going to call? What's it look like? Tell me, tell me, tell me now. You know? But you're all cool. You're just sitting there on the other side of the tarot cards, just like, mm, oh, mm, yeah. Another thing to keep in mind, the channel affects the message. The messenger affects the message. Every psychic, clairvoyant, clairsentient medium is naturally, this is not a bad thing, is naturally going to put their fingerprint, their, their spin on the message they are delivering to you because they're still in human form. They have a lens. They have a paradigm they see through. They have an ego that vets things. It's, you're not going to get something that's, that's straight from the source. So that's something to keep in mind. And because psychics are human, they have dispositions, and they have moods, and they have belief systems. And you know, it's like my kid said to me once, I was relaying to him what a psychic had told me, and I wasn't too fucking thrilled about what this person had said. And just to be really buoyant, my boy said, I think she was having a bad day when she told you that. I was like, yes! That's it. I'm not going to put any credence in that. She was having a bad day. So good days, bad days, they affect all seers, great and not so great. You have to keep in mind that everything is always changing and evolving. We're in perpetual motion. So even though a psychic or an astrologer, for that matter, can see something that's a possibility, and they could see it really clearly. Who's to know if it's clear or if it's foggy? It's what they are seeing from the time that they are reading your energy field. And your energy field and what's going on with the people in your life could change tomorrow, could change like the weather. There are so many, there are so many things at play in creating our reality. So things change and you change from day to day. So a prediction, a vision could be right on target with the information currently available, but you could do something tomorrow that alters that course or creates like a wrinkle in time because free will, free will, free will, P.S., free will. I believe that we each have multiple possible futures. I think, you know, when we incarnate some things are contracted already. There are potentially some non-negotiables. I think that miracles could happen. I believe that tragedies can happen. Although even in tragedies, if we get far enough away from it, we can see some, some meaning in the disorder, in, in, in the pain. Um, but with that 
that pencil outline that we get when we become embodied again, you know, it's still up to us how we color it in. If we're going to erase something, if we're going to put an addition, if we're going to use pastel, right? So multiple possible futures. And the artwork of our life is a mosaic in the artwork of somebody else's life, you know? And each of those possible futures could be equally amazing and incredible. So, you know, you might have your sights on one particular career expression. You could have 10 different expressions that are going to be just as dynamic and fulfilling and enriching and meaningful and prosperous. And, you know, there could be 12 different ways for you to get that deep sense of purpose and self-expression and applause in this lifetime. This is one of the reasons why I don't believe in one soulmate in your life. I mean, just, I mean, it's an absurd notion, really. We live on a planet, we're, we're, where are we at now? Seven billion people. And to think that there is one person just for us. No, the one, this is my belief, the one, capital the, capital one, is the one because you have said they are the one, because you have mutually declared each other as the one. That's the power of love, is the choosing of it. Anyway, I'm getting into relationship stuff now. So imagine that you could have 10,000 soulmates. You could have 900 once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. You could have 334 winning tickets, you know, infinite big breaks. So the idea for me with intuited possibilities seen by an external source known as a psychic is that really it's it's up to us well it's always up to us to make the final call on where we're going but what if you meditated on multiple pleasurable outcomes multiple pleasurable outcomes you expanded your perspective on how pleasure and fulfillment and meaning and love and radiance can come into your life. That will loosen your grip on things having to be exactly how you think you need them to be, which is probably what you're holding in your mind when you go to a, a psychic. Tell me that what exactly what I want is coming in the package that I want it in. Or I give you way more credit. Let me just give us all more credit. Sometimes we do go open. But come on, who, can you, anybody raise their hand? Somehow I'm doubting it. Anybody raise their hand right now and say that they're not holding their breath when they go to an intuitive and there isn't a little tremor of fear that's coursing through us because, you know, our desires are just teetering on what they're about to tell us. I'm at a point, I don't want to give anybody that power in my life ever again. So I've gone on an input fast. I've been doing this for a couple of years. I start a lot of my talks by saying, hi, um, my name is Danielle. I set it up to say, everybody, let's pretend this is a, an AA, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. My name is Danielle. And then the crowd, the audience says, hi, Danielle. <laughs> and I say, it has been two years and counting since I've had a psychic reading. And everybody says, thank you for sharing, Danielle. <laughs> Because for a while, it was it was a light, as in like L-I-T-E, gentle addiction that I had of getting external input. And it doesn't mean that 
I don't crave that. I still do. I would love someone to tell me what's around the corner. But more and more so, I want to keep the power in my own being. I want to learn to sense more keenly what is going to come of a situation so that I can expand my repertoire of possible responses. Like if that happens, oh, we could go in that direction. I mean, really, really, I'm, I'm interested in just manifesting, <laughs> creating what I want to create. I don't want anybody to tell me if I'm going to be able to create it or not. It's my job to have faith. But I understand and support and celebrate that sometimes really healthy need to have the encouragement of somebody else's gifted perspective. I want to talk a little more about discernment with this, but here's the things to keep in mind with referring to psychic input. Free will, as I've already mentioned, 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 you cannot control much outside of yourself, and it doesn't really matter, does not really matter if three psychics said that you and so and so was so going to get together and that person was your person, you can't outwill someone else's free will. What I'm trying to say here is there are always other people's energies and decisions and self-agency involved in your mix. So you may, you may I think sometimes we, we show up to intuitives with such an intensity and such a longing for something that that energy is, it's like it's so strong. They might be telling us, I mean, they just, not with any deceptiveness in, in their own, in their service, but it's just like, we've just got this mountain of desire and it's the only thing that even a psychic can see. And what they've got to tell us is going to be aligned with that mountain of desire, but that mountain of desire may just not collide with somebody else's expedition of desire, you know? So, yeah, your free will is interacting with other people's free will. And yeah. Okay, listen, also, anything is possible. You could get discovered in an elevator. Your person, capital person, could find you in a cabin in the middle of Alaska during a snowstorm, if that's how God really wants it to play out. The admissions officer could play golf with your father. That's sounding really really crafty and underhanded. You get what I mean in an integrity way. Someone could help you get into what you need to get into because you earned it on your own merits. Look, miracles happen all the time. Crazy intersections, cosmic conspirations that bring everything together just for you right on time. So anything is possible. And this. The future can be seen and felt by you. So external psychic input can be extremely valuable for navigating. I have had oracles on my payroll, and I think there's lots of value to this. I think, you know, just like on Star Trek, they had the female empath, Troy. Oh, I just thought, that is a holistic organization. I think, you know, organizations should consider having a, a refined clairvoyant on their staff. And... Just remember, 50-50, what anybody has to say, it just, you don't know, right? So we can often sense what's coming ourselves. I think we just act like we can't sense what's coming. Or we don't realize our own power. Either way, 
keep in mind, free will and anything's possible. 50-50, right? It hasn't happened yet. So I'm putting that in air quotes. It hasn't happened yet means just that. Not yet. So because something hasn't yet occurred in our desired time frame, which is usually ASAP, it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. That's a great source of faith, potentially. The universe has a way better imagination than any of us do. My life, my life today has, mm, I think zero would be strong, but it has very little resemblance to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, wow. I mean, I was going to have won an Oscar by now for best documentary. Not too late for that to happen. I was going to have two kids. I have one. Really glad about that for lots of reasons. I was going to have married my soulmate when I was like, tw- like totally just like 24. And we're going to die together under a tree when like we're 111. That hasn't happened yet. So might still happen yet. The super duper soulmate part. Married a good guy the first time. Hoping to marry somebody different the second time. I actually married my first husband twice because I was so fucking loyal. Because I thought anything is possible. <laughs> I was taking my medicine. Okay, anyway, sorry. I got distracted there for a minute about the person. Yeah, listen. My life is more colorful. It's more expanded. It's way deeper. It's for real, 100%, so much better than I imagined in terms of where my consciousness is at. Wow, am I way more awake than I could even perceive of being when I was in my 20s or 30s. It's just like, I'm deeper, I'm sweeter, I'm brighter. I'm more lit up. I have so much more to offer in terms of Danielle-ness than I could ever wrap my head around. So I was going to be 10 other different things. I am this. It's great. Lots of people predicted different things. Lots of people predicted things that I I still like. I'll give you an example. (laughs) My girlfriends know every fucking prediction I've ever been given about the one. And I've had two psychics give me very similar reads on the man that I would spend the rest of my life with. And I'll tell you, the last three or four men I've been involved with all kind of match up in some way (laughs) with that. It's like, oh, he's got that kind of last name. Oh, he's in that industry. Oh, this is how we met. Oh, this is how, this is what we're having. And it's like, oh, you know, you know, you meet guy number one and you're like, it's him because of that. It all lines up and you go, no, okay, well, fuck, that didn't work out. It wasn't him. This, oh my God, this guy is more like the prediction. No, you know, so, fuck. Things change. You change. Keep that in mind. Listen, predetermination, I think, is just total BS. Free will reigns supreme. That's really what we all need to keep in mind. Hey, did you know that? This already sounds like a really grave public service announcement, but it's really a delightful public service announcement. Did you know that every weekend, somewhere in the world, there is either a desire map workshop or a desire map coaching session. In 2015, 
I launched the Desire Map Facilitator and Coaching Program so that teachers and yoga instructors and leaders of all kinds and coaches of all stripes could lead people through the Desire Map process within their own businesses, within their own calling. So facilitators and Desire Map coaches have hosted workshops all over the world, Canada, Costa Rica, Switzerland, up north, Australia, down south. It's happening It's deep, it's sweet, it's a side hustle for some people, it's a curriculum for others. I love it. Core desired feelings are happening in classrooms, in yoga studios, in boardrooms, that makes me very happy, in hair salons, in living rooms. It's really its own beautiful little movement. I hear stories of people quitting their jobs, leaving relationships, And just those simple stories of people who choose just a little more pleasure in their life each day as a result of this work, as a result of doing whatever it takes to live a more heart-centered life. So much is being discovered and tapped and unfolded inside of these Desire Map workshops and coaching sessions. You can become a Desire Map facilitator or coach, you can be the person who's having those higher-minded conversations. I really think it's conversations that are going to move the world forward into qualities of the heart, you know, our true, deeper ideals. If you feel called, if you feel just even remotely curious and inspired, head to thedesiremap.com, thedesiremap.com. Check it out. So much beauty to give and receive. Let me just zoom all the way up and get even more aerodynamic about free will. I may have talked about this before in another episode. This is my my understanding. More likely, more more specifically, it's a belief. I believe that, you know, we are each a spark of great spirit. And with spirit, with God, the divine father, the divine feminine, we huddled got together and said, all right, I'm going in. I'm going to cram this great light called my soul into this encapsulation called a body, all right? So I'm in existence. It's assigned. I don't think I have a choice about whether I'm going to exist or not because I am an extension of the mind of God. I am a ray in the light of God. That is inextinguishable. Here I am. Here you is. That's all non-negotiable. I think we all have to learn the lessons we have to learn to expand and to evolve and to further creation. However, where free will does come in is we get to choose how hard it's going to be, when we're going to learn. Are we going to go and do this uh, with enthusiasm or are we going to resist for 84,000 lifetimes, 84,000 lifetimes being the number of lives that Sikhs believe that we live, which, by the way, I am down with that, Um, because I think it's going to take 84,000 lifetimes in multiple dimensions to to figure this out, (laughs) Uh, to, to accumulate enough experience. Yeah, anyway, who knows? But Free will is free will is the name of this game called life. So whatever an intuitive, an astrologer, a psychic says 
is just, you know, it's one ingredient in your decision point. Life really is, life really is what you make it. So live full out today because it is from here, is from how you are living right now that your future unfolds. So resiliency now, resiliency tomorrow. Love and gratitude now, love and gratitude tomorrow. Trust today, oh yeah, so much that is trustworthy coming around the corner. I see it. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I see it. You need to see it for you. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday with love.